Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Hey, Shelby. What's good? What's popping? What's happening? How you feeling? Girl, I'm actually kind of tired. You know why? Because my daddy had us turning up last night on a Monday because it was his birthday. (laughs) Um, So we celebrated his birthday at the house. Like in my family, it's a tradition that whoever's birthday it is, we like decorate the kitchen table. We cut some cake, um, you know, open a few gifts. That man was so excited. Like he not in his 60s, more like he was six years old. Like he was so excited. I mean, I love my dad and spending time with him, but he had us up about 11, 11.30, just playing Cameo and um, Earth, Wind and Fire, like all of these groups and everything. But I felt like he was so excited. I bought him a really cool gift that he was not expecting because normally I always get him like, golf shirts or you know something he could use on the golf course but I actually found this really cool vinyl um for his record player side note my dad used to be a DJ for a club back in the day and so that's what they used to spin on (laughs) and I bought him a original earth wind and fire vinyl like it's the Ooh. best of, and that's one of his favorite groups. So, girl, he was oh. so excited. He whipped that thing out and played it all night. <laughs> girl, I know your so mom like, was sipping him. Uh, girl, <laughs> she was right there doing her two-step next to him and telling me the story how when he was a DJ in a club, she was the girl working the door. And then she was like, um, after she got finished working the door, she'd be on the dance floor a little bit. After that, she'd be behind the bar serving hamburgers and beer. I was like, y'all really doing it back in the day yeah they were um but but yeah that was how my you know how I'm feeling I it's just really good to you know see my my dad happy and and everything like that but how are you doing I'm doing good girl I really didn't do too much this past weekend I went and picked up my bride's dress for my friend's wedding if it's like a glove it should as much as it cost but um I'm gonna have a good time (laughs) in this dress y'all gonna see this dress off and done my tail um when the wedding comes, I finally got my flight for my friend's wedding. Just wrapping up a couple things, having to helping to plan the um, the bridal shower. So I'm super excited about my friend's wedding. She's having a destination destination wedding in Jamaica. Um, just paid off my trip, so I'm super excited about that. I've also started looking for new apartments. I'm about to start my apartment journey for whenever. I move again. I have a certain aesthetic that I'm going for, a certain look, but I pretty much think that I actually know where I'm going to stay and where I want to stay. Um, I just need guys to come down this rent, <laughs> but just been trying to, okay. but really friend, I've just been, I've just been printing out the next phase and chapter in my life, mapping out my goals, mapping out where I want to be, what I want for myself. I feel like God has blessed me to accomplish a lot of the things that I want to. So I feel like I got to dream and go bigger. My parents' anniversary is coming up. I think it's like 31 years. My dad's birthday is coming up and he's a lot like your dad. So girl. 
I am mentally, I'm, I'm mentally and emotionally preparing for that. And, you know, just chilling. Um, also, going to see you next weekend. It's a girls weekend. Ow, ow, again. So, so, super excited to see you. Super excited to hang out with all my friends. I think that it's a whole lot of black girl success and magic and happiness happening around here that we're going to celebrate. And, you know, I'm just looking yes. forward to just hanging out. So, to answer your question, friend, it's all good. It's good. <laughs> Well, that is great. I love to hear it. And I also want to hear, what are your thoughts about what, you know, not too long ago happened in our history is Juneteenth is now officially a federal holiday. So what are your thoughts on that, friend? So I will feel, so I feel two types of ways about it. So I think that two things can be true at once. And I say that a lot, but I really mean this for this. So the first thing that I want to say is that I am happy that it's being recognized as a holiday. I feel like there have been people who have been working for this to be recognized and for us to have the time off to celebrate this uh, monument. I think that it's, it's especially significant for us in Texas because that's when it Happened. It happened in Galveston, Texas. Um, I would like to say that I actually did not learn about Juneteenth in school. My parents are the people who educated me on Juneteenth, and they taught me about it in its meaning and its meaning and why and how it occurred. And then I actually talked about it more in my graduate studies at SMU. Believe it or not, at SMU. Um, the <laughs> second way that I feel about it is, so on one hand, I am very happy. I'm very ecstatic. I think that it's long overdue and I think that it's deserved. And shout out to the people who have been working relent relentlessly to make this happen. Second thing, I am very disappointed um, in Hot Wheels. Um, and Hot Wheels is where it happened, if you I'm ask crying. me. Um, he gotta go, y'all. In 2022, if you in Texas, he gotta go. Um, he's hot. Wheels. if you don't know why, Google him. Um, God forgive me. Anyway, so I'm very disappointed in Hot Wheels and a lot of people in Texas because he just and correct me if I'm wrong, friend, but he just signed into law, um, basically banning the teaching of critical race theory and banning the teaching of race. I think that. For us to put this holiday, put this as a national, put this as a federal holiday that is counterintuitive to say that we can't talk about it. And here's the thing. I feel like if black children are old enough at their young age to experience racism and have to go through it and be and have to go through it and endure it, then children that are not black can should have to hear it because the thing about it is in schools they water down history they water down slavery and they make people white people the savior right so i think mm -hmm. that in order to raise children that are intelligent that are well-rounded that are not racist then you have to educate them on the past. And I think that it's dumb to take that out. I think that it's whitewashing schools. I think that it's whitewashing students. And I think that they're trying to erase the part of history that they are trying to forget. But one thing that I will say is that we are living in a time where we're still experiencing racism first and foremost, but it's being filmed. It's being written about. So you don't, even if you don't talk about it in schools, it's on the news. 
It's on Twitter. It's on Instagram. It's Mm -hmm. on Facebook. We're still having to experience it. And I think people are trying to whitewash it and take it out of history. We're experiencing it in 2021 and we will probably experience it for the rest of our lives until Jesus calls us all home. And I think that them trying to whitewash it and take it out of history really says a lot about them. And that's why Hot Wheels and his crew got to go. But that's what I think about it. What do you think about it? Yeah, I I mean, first off, the Juneteenth being a federal holiday, like I said, when I think about all of the activists and Congress members that, you know, for decades, y'all, they were proposing this legislation. They fought for this and advocated for it. And, you know, I feel like this is a great accomplishment to have this, you know, holiday of significance. But my petty self was like, mm, something about white people having this day off don't sit right with me. But <laughs> I'm not racist. I'm just saying. But I think that it is a, you know, a good step in, you know, acknowledging this. But also, like you said, it wasn't taught in in school for me either. And so that brings me to the point of Greg Abbott, I really just don't understand why he is trying to limit or ban completely the, you know, how racism has shaped the legal and social systems of the U.S. Like, because honestly, you guys, racism is not going away. Of course, Mm -hmm. that would be the great thing to believe, but it's not because all people have their own opinions and own minds that it's just it's just never going to be just gone away but I think it still needs to be recognized it still needs to be um taught but I think for me when I was in school the only thing I remember being taught about was like Martin Luther King and like Harriet Tubman and you know slavery that's about it but when I saw one of my favorite movies right uh recently is Hidden Figures I don't know if you ever seen that movie um Shelby but it's Roger P. Henson uh Octavia Spencer and Janelle Monet and it highlights the three black women who were responsible for calculating the how to send the rocket ship to the moon and it's like we never knew about that in school all we know is we were slaves you know what I'm saying like we don't even if you're gonna take out certain things why can't you why were we never even highlighting you know when we had um you know the opportunity to talk about race you were never highlighting you know these people like that was my first time hearing that. And that movie came out just a few years ago, <laughs> you know? So I just, I don't like this whole critical race theory being removed from classrooms. I think it needs to be there. Like you were making the point, Shelby, that it's still going to be on the news. We still black every time we walk outside the, the school. And I think it's important to keep talking about it inside the home. And I think, um, I, I just really don't get his point. What What's your point of taking it away? It's not going to take away racism. Like if you don't address it, it'll just go away. No, that's right. not how things work, obviously. Right. So girl, I don't know. It's time for him to go, like you said. But anyways, enough of that. Let's keep it moving and get right into the show with our dating and relationship segment. So Shelby, this is kind of petty but not really so I'm actually going to read an IG post that I came across um, and what it says I'm going to read the responses but the IG post said for men only name something women wear that irritates your soul (laughs) so I'm going to read you some of these responses and you gonna just let me know so some of the responses read tight maxi dresses when they got beer guts um, too much makeup. That choker necklace thing 
no shade that that gives me anxiety. Bonnets to the grocery store. Foundation that doesn't match their skin tone. Rihanna got a whole makeup joint so you wouldn't be looking crazy. <laughs> um, those bulletproof vest body shaper joints. Um, another dude said makeup. Um, let's see. Another dude said limit your perfume smell. Long ass fingernails. Japanese cherry blossom. Um, (laughs) Girl, this is crazy. Those thick fillet shoes. I don't know what that means. Curlers or house slippers to the grocery store. Um, Kitten heels. You might as well just wear flats. (laughs) Bonnets in public. Them them damn lashes. Those effing baby hairs. Uh, Sandals with undone toes. Someone else said big ass lashes. Someone else said those wrestling suits. <laughs> I'm crying. What's a wrestling um, suit? Girl, I guess it's those like short. There's the body suit, but it's shorts. Oh. Girl, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so someone else said veneers. Someone else said makeup as well. Um, someone else said those Hercules sandals, those gladiator yeah. sandals that go all the way up past your calves. Then slides with the puppy stuff. So this really killed me. Somebody said the helmet of salvation, aka the bonnet. <laughs> y'all gonna get up with this bonnet because it ain't um, going to work. Y'all better be glad we have bonnets because with black women, hello, we need to protect our hair when we, you know. Anyway, so based on those responses, I mean, I know that was like really petty, but those are what actual responses were to this. So Shelby, what are your thoughts on these? And do you believe that you know what a woman wears attracts a certain type of man? Why or why not? Um, First of all, those were petty. I will say I agree with the choker because you know how I feel about chokers. I just can't personally breathe when I have one on. (laughs) Erica will tell you this. I don't like chokers because I be choking. Um, But all of those answers were super, super petty. But this is what I will say. I think that everybody has a preference. And I think, you know, if you have a preference, that's your business. Okay? But... Mm-hmm. Just because you have an opinion and a preference don't got nothing to do with me and other women. If they gonna wear their bonnet, they gonna wear their bonnet. If they gonna wear a choker, they gonna wear their choker. If they gonna wear their helmet of salvation, their gladiator slippers, their Hercules outfit, their sundress with a good whatever it may be, that's their business. Okay, and if you don't like it, you ain't got to date them. My issue with this is, is that a lot of times men will get with a woman that has these things and try to change her. If you don't want that or you don't like that, don't get with her and try to change her. Because I'm sure that there are some things about you that she doesn't like before. And another thing, men that be in these comments, they really need to humble themselves. Because a lot of times you think that you look like Kofi Sarabi, but you look like the back of a a beat up pickup truck. And I need you to bring it down a couple (laughs) levels and calm down. Okay, I don't know if you saw this friend. This is a little tangent, but this there was this guy that um, he went on this rampage about how black women, specifically JT, I think he was talking about JT, shouldn't wear colored hair. And this girl collected him in the comments. So first of all, I watched that like 10 times. And this reminds Girl. me of this reminds me of men like him that have opinions that nobody gives a flying flip about. So that's the first thing. You can have your opinion, but that ain't got nothing to do with me and other black women. Ladies, whatever you whatever makes you feel beautiful and whatever makes you feel confident and secure, 
do that. If a man doesn't like that, that's a personal problem that he needs to take up with his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you don't believe in Jesus, take it up with Satan. I don't really care. It's not my problem. That's the first thing. Second thing, um, I don't... I don't think the way I don't think the way that women dress attract a certain man. And let me tell you why. There have been times that I have dressed very conservatively and I've had different type of people approach me. And there have been times where I have, you know, dressed a little bit more provocatively, like when I'm at the club or a bar and people have addressed me. I think what I would like to see happen around this conversation, I don't care what a woman says or does. Like, I don't think that a woman should have to alter how she dresses to fend off predator type men. I think that men need to learn how to control their urges and the way they speak to a lady and the way that they come at women. I think that you could be dressed so conservatively. I think that you could do everything right. And somebody that is below this earth can come at you wrong. Or somebody, you know, that's not your type or that you you don't think is cute will come at you. I think that, I think that just in general, that women should wear what they want to wear. I think that if it makes them comfortable, if it makes them confident, then go for it. But I think that we need to stop blaming women for how men approach them, for how women dress. Because those type of men are are predators. Those type of men are childish and insecure And they need to get a better hobby. And I think that the way that they approach women and then blame it on what she's wearing and blame it on how she's carrying what she's saying, that has a lot to do with him and then a lot and less to do with her. So I personally don't think that. I just think that I think that men need to be held more accountable for how and what they say when they're approaching a woman because you can do everything right and then somebody can still try you. But that's what I personally think. What do you think? Um, yeah, let me, going back to the responses, when when I first read them, I was like, you know, especially for the men that's like, oh, I don't like lashes. I don't like, um, the baby hairs, which they probably talking about lace fronts. Like, I don't like this. I don't like that. But those are be the men that be fantasizing about like the Nicki Minaj's that be having the lace, the, the, the lace fronts and the lashes, you know what I'm saying? And for people to say, Oh, I don't like makeup, but it's like, those are the ones that you be liking all on social media. So what you talking about? And honestly, for men that are listening Women don't put on lashes, lace fronts, and makeup for men. We put it on no. because we want to put it on, right? And so that when I was reading that, I was like, okay, y'all have a lot of petty stuff that y'all don't like, but y'all be the first one in that girl's DM with the sundress on and the gut. You know what I'm saying? So how is it that you're going to say all of this, <laughs> but you're going to be in her DMs? And so this reminds me of one of the things which I actually love about being a black woman is how versatile we can be and how we are like how we wear our hair how we can go from braids baby hairs faux locks 30 inch bundles with a bang like in a matter of a day you know what I'm saying we do this because this is how we want to express ourselves we're not doing it for a man and being like oh like I like wearing makeup from time to time but if a man was like oh I don't like you wearing makeup at all uh too bad. I'm still going to wear my Mac. I'm still going to wear my Fenty. I don't care what you think because I wasn't doing it for you in the first place. So back to what I was saying about, you know, black women, we're so versatile is over the weekend, I was watching the Olympic trials for women's track. 
So it was the 100 meter dash. So shout out to Shakari Richardson, who is from Dallas, Texas, who won. So she was going to compete in the Olympics in Tokyo in July. So that's really, really exciting. But my point is all of those women that were um, competing, um, all of them were black except for one. And so as they were going down, introducing each person, um, everyone had a different look from dreadlocks to cornrows to the bag, what blonde tips, um, blonde lace fronts. Uh, Shakari had like this orange lace front, lashes, makeup, nails, done. But at the end of the day, I don't care if none of these men don't like that. These women are competing to go to the Olympics. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so much more to a woman than her lashes, her hair, what she got on. Like, of course, when, uh, men are, you know, physical creatures, so they see first. And um, but I just feel like for the, for these comments to be so judgy about <laughs> things they don't like women wearing at the end of the day, they're going to try to shoot their shot at these same women. They saying that they don't like them wearing, you know, gladiator sandals. And here you come. So personally, I love to see all of the versatility that we can bring as far as, you know, women attracting a certain type of man. I don't really think that that's true, but I will say um, it is for me, I could be dressed up to the T and nobody approached me. I could be (laughs) um, in my sweats with my mask on, my hair on top of my head in a bun and get approached. You know what I mean? So it's right. like, I don't really think, I don't know, because God, I could wear a paper bag and somebody going to try to say something, you know? So I'm not really sure how, <laughs> what I dress like correlates with who's going to, who's going to approach me, but just how I was personally raised, like I've always was raised like modestly. So I'm not going to be out here with my ass and titties out. I'm just not. <laughs> but if I am, that don't mean I deserve less respect. I mean, if we're keeping it honest, people judge you by how you look. Just like when right. you go to a job interview, I'm not going to show up to the job interview in sweats. And, and you know, the per- the next person shows up to the job interview in a full suit. Who you think they're going to take seriously? You know what I'm right. saying? So I think it does matter, but I don't think that that's the sole reason or, you know, that that's happening here. I think it really just depends on each person in each situation. Right. That's what I would say. So let's keep it moving to our next segment of the day, which is the journey. So this is when Shelby and I will share um, something about our journey to building our brand, All Things Melanin. So Shelby, let's talk about our creative process for All Things Melanin. Like how do we come up with ideas? How do we narrow them down? Um, And how has our creative process improved since we've started? So I think that when we first started, we didn't have a process. <laughs> and I think because we didn't right. have a process that it was all over the place and it was a lot. And I don't think that it took us a long time to narrow things down and to get the end result that we wanted. So I think that at the beginning, when we first started, you know, I would even suffer to say for in the first year, I think I don't want to say we wasted a lot of time, but I think that we spent a lot of time coming up with ideas and having a creative process that was just long. Um, I think now the way that we are able to come up with ideas and how we kind of narrow them down is that first and foremost, Erica and I, we set a meeting specifically to be creative, specifically to have creative ideas. And I think that when we set that meeting, we separately write down 
um, all of our ideas. One thing that I really love about Eric and I's process is that no idea is a stupid idea. And another thing that I love about the process is that we allow each other to freely speak and to share and to share our vision and what our creative process looks like. I think that when you allow somebody to be the full selves in their creativity, what that looks like, then even if it's not the idea, maybe it'll spark the idea that you're looking for, or maybe it'll spark another idea that can niche down what you're doing. So I think that setting the meeting, but I think also coming to the table with our own ideas has allowed us to narrow them down. So now when we, when Eric and I have meetings and we give each other, like I said, the floor. So in no particular order, let's say we're in a meeting, Erica will share all of her ideas. I will let her get everything out. I will let her explain everything. And then she does the same for me. I think once we both get our ideas out, I think that that sparks additional ideas for both of us and additional creativity. And we're able to talk through them and decide together as a team, you know, what's going to work best for what we're trying to do. And I think that's pretty much how I think of our creative process. I don't know if that's that's really simple, (laughs) but that's how I think about it. Like, what do you think, friend? Yeah, I think what works for us or what we found that works for us um, is, you know, when we have those quarterly brainstorming meetings, um, one thing that helps Shelby and I is that, like she was just saying, that we come up with our own ideas and then we get together and collaborate on them versus, you know, um, just sitting in the meeting and going over each thing ourselves. Because let's be honest, sometimes she'll have ideas and I ain't got nothing, you know, and it's like, you know, we both work creatively differently, but when we get together, it works. <laughs> that makes sense. Right. So we take our time to do it separately and then come together and be like, okay, this is what I have and this is what you have. And I think one of the things that helps with the creative process, it narrowing, narrowing things down is we usually go with all of the ideas. Like if we don't, then it's just something we push back to doing later um usually I think it works for us is because we both have a really clear and good understanding of what we're trying to do with all things melanin so I think that's important too in order to even come up with the ideas or narrow them down you have to understand what your brand purpose is in the first place <laughs> so the fact that we have right. those that narrowed down we we had that narrowed down from the very beginning um and so I think how we improve from then on is also trusting each other with our ideas too and not being afraid to come up with whatever ideas and saying whatever you wanted to say um and so and then also not being you know in your feelings about if we're not going to use this idea one day or something like that or having a different opinion about an idea so I just feel like we definitely have improved in this Um, from then until now because honestly we're very creative people so we can definitely throw out hundreds of ideas but I think now it's a little bit more streamlined we understand more of what we're doing what our focus is what our niche is and it just works and I think how we come up with ideas is typically we use like social media what's trending what topics and then you know maybe what's viral or something like that and then that kind of sparks the idea of what we could talk about Um, but yeah that's all I would add to to that on the creative process. So with that being said, let's keep it moving to our mentor moment 
segment. So this is when Shelby and I will read a listener's letter to that was sent over to us and we will give our advice on it. So the letter reads, hi, Shelby and Erica, I've been single for a long time. I've been focusing on my career and my love life hasn't been a priority. Lately, I've been feeling the pressure from my family about when I'm going to settle down, get married and have a family. I'm not sure I want that for myself. I am content right now. But the more questions I get asked about it, it makes me question myself as if I'm going to miss out on the chance to start a family. Honestly, I'm starting to get annoyed at the constant questions about my love life. I just want my family to stay out of my business, but I don't see that happening. How do I approach this the next time I'm asked about my love life? First off, um, one thing that I will say is that I think that a lot of people need to realize is that there's more than one way to live your life Um, and that everybody's dream life or everybody's life that they imagine is different. One thing that I want to say, listen, if you don't want to have kids, don't have kids. Because the worst thing that you can do is not want to have kids and bring a child into this world. I think that's one of the most Mm -hmm. horrible and selfish things that a person can do. And, you know, I think that we're just so conditioned to everybody getting a job, having kids, having family, and that being the American dream. But that's not the American dream for everybody. Everybody has a different American dream. And I think that whatever that American dream looks like for you, that you should stick to it because this is your life. You only get one and you don't want to live for other people. I think that you should just tell your family once and for all what you're not going to do and the life that you imagine for yourself. And if they keep asking you about it, just let them know I already gave you the answer. You didn't like it. So I don't think that it has to be a repeated discussion. I think that sometimes you just got to let people know what you're not going to do and keep it moving. And if they want to dwell on it, they can be in the past by themselves while you are creating and living the life for that you want to create. I think that, like I said, like if you're focused on your career and you know you want to be the rich auntie or not an auntie at all, that's okay. That's fine. We got to stop pressuring people to live the life that we want them to live or to live by society standards. Living by society standards will have you miserable, broke, disgusted, and sad, okay? And like I said, if that's not the life that you have for yourself, that's okay. If you don't want to get married, that's okay. If you don't want to have kids, that's okay. Like, if you want to travel the world and just do you, that's okay. And I think that we're living, honestly, we're living in a time frame where people aren't getting married as much or people are deciding that they don't want to have kids and people are deciding that they want to be the rich auntie and I think that we have to learn to respect each each life that somebody chooses and I think that since you know what you want and what you don't want I think that you just have to stand on that and just live your life for you because kids aren't for everybody marriage isn't for everybody and that's okay but don't let nobody punk you into a life that you don't want Period. I would say the very same thing. Like, don't let people rush you. I I would just tell them, like, straight up. Like, I mean, because if you think about it, everyone will always have their opinions, especially family. Like, when you're showing up to the function, they always ask you all these questions. But at the end of the day, they're not going to stop doing that. <laughs> but if you don't at least say something, um, I, I feel like you, you owe that to yourself because you definitely don't want to make the mistake of jumping into a relationship or a marriage to appease your family. Because guess what? You the one that got to go home to that man every night, every night, not them. So 
that's the last thing you want to do is jump into something just to make it seem like uh, you're doing what everybody else wants you to do. You, this is your life. You have to make the decision for yourself. And I think that it's great that, you know, you said that you are content with your life right now. So if you're content right now, girl, do you. Um, and, you know, your love life doesn't have to be a priority. If you are happy in your career or your 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 social life or anything else, that's fine. And I think um, like what Shelby was saying, like nobody can tell you how to live one way. Um, and I think family just kind of just be talking. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't know when to shut up. <laughs> so I'm not saying go tell your mama shut up. I'm just saying, you know, in a way, let them know that how it makes you feel. Let them know that, hey, I'm content right now. I love my life. Um, if it's meant to be, it'll be. If you are supposed to have that family, you'll have that desire for it and it'll happen. But rushing into it is not the move. Um, so I commend you for just living your life and being content where you are right now. So you guys, if you have a question out there that you want us to answer, so go ahead and send us an email to allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our DMs on IG at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So last but not least, we're going to leave you with words of encouragement coming from the Bible verse 1 Peter 4.10. And it simply says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to, uh, to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So this Bible verse is very special to me because it is something I've been reading in this season of my life because this year I definitely promised myself that I will no longer sit on my gifts. Y'all gonna get all this creativity. Y'all gonna get all of this influence. Y'all gonna get all of whatever I feel like my gifts are to share that honestly bring um, glory to, to God and what he wants me to do for my life. So, um, also with me making that decision, I had to, you know, reevaluate why I wanted to pursue a certain dream, a certain project. Like how does that actually bring glory to God? And of course, for example, with, uh, Shelby and I building all things melanin at the end of the day, we always bring it back to God. We always bring it back to faith. We always are encouraging in that way. And I think that that is really awesome that that's what we're doing and we continue to do because in a way we are serving others and shining a light and giving God glory for all the things that we do. So I think that it's important if you are sitting on your gifts or talents that because of whatever reason, maybe it's fear, doubt, you feel like you don't have the resources, whatever the reason is, God is going to make a way, but do not sit on those gifts. You have those gifts for a reason. So be sure that you, you know, use that and don't waste, waste time on that. So what, what does that mean to you, Shelby? I just have one thing to add to that. So the only thing that I will add to everything you said, because I agree with everything that you said, girl, you just preached to me, you preached to my spirit. But the only thing that I will add to that is that don't doubt your gift. Like God, no matter if your gift, no matter whether you think that your gift is small, medium, or large, like God gave you that gift because he needed you to use that gift. And a lot of times we forget that it's important for us to use our gift because sometimes somebody else's pur purpose and gift is dependent on your gift. So I think that whatever God gave you, 
whatever special talent that you have, however that you're supposed to serve others, whether it's small or large, I think that you should do it faithfully. And I think that when you do what God's called you to do, then a lot of other things will fall into place. Amen, girl. So with that, I will lead us on out in prayer. By your head, close your eyes. If you're driving, just sway with it. So dear God, we come to you in the name of Jesus and we just thank you for this day. And for everyone listening to this podcast right now, may they tap into their gifts and that you will give them the courage the knowledge and the discernment on which direction they should go. And may you bless their dreams, bless their ideas, bless their talents beyond their belief. And we thank you in advance for your grace, for your guidance, for your protection. And may your favor show up in each of our lives this week like never before. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen.